Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast. This is episode four. Today's episode is another installment of Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games, at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. You are dropped off at the clinic. Uh, You are a few miles outside of town. Let me tell you a little bit about the outside here. Yeah, Our Lady of Perpetual Agony. You see a small sign. It's not a a large building. Uh, You know, like the size of a large house, uh, maybe. There's like a large open door uh, going in there. Is it one story? It is one story. So what do you know about, I guess, you know what? I'm not going to ask any questions. I'll just let Imogen lead. You assume Imogen knows more than she does. <laughs> you seem like you had a plan. That's what I'm going with. It's not necessarily so much that I have a plan as it seems like the clinic is why too much gas is being used. And so as far as like fulfilling our job, if we acquire evidence that the Vespine gas is being all used legitimately and there's nothing being stolen and it's just that this clinic has a high demand, then that's the report we submit to Jefferson Duke. So my goal in coming here is to find out what exactly this clinic uses Vespine gas for and why has their usage increased. Okay. And so I'll enter the clinic and see what there is to see uh there's a receptionist uh right in front would you be married she's like whoa no uh saint maria is further back working with our patients do you have an appointment are you gravely injured uh, this is a younger woman uh so you need medical attention we're interested in the good works you do here i think i need deception check yeah uh just give me two purples we never did talk to the magistrate i just realized that is correct Oh, well, I hope we didn't have any key plot points to deliver. <laughs> We're like, we go join the Raiders. <laughs> it's our second day on the planet. We have a week. We have magistrate on Thursday. It's fine. <laughs> All right. What's our situation here? Uh, you know what? I'm going to upgrade. What do you say? Well, I already started to say about how we've heard of their good works here. But I will go on to say that I am interested in learning about the experimental treatments that they have here. And uh, I'm going to play into my stupid, ignorant foreigner. Emoch is a way more advanced world than, you know, any of us in the Dominion. And, you know, we don't really have any healing techniques that are based on Vespine gas. And so this is very intriguing. And uh, I'd like to learn more about this. Okay. I will give you a blue die. I'm also giving you a black die. I, and I don't think that Imogen was necessarily, like, saying I'm going to use my ignorance. I think it's just coming out that way. Right, right, right. I mean, you could have been like, I have an itch. <laughs> Success with three advantages. Uh, so, she's like, you're Imogen. What, what, you're interested in our special techniques. I don't know what you're asking about Vespane gas. Uh, but yeah, St. Maria is actually, she's very good at not only, you know, helping people recover from Zerg attacks or other forms of uh, physical damage. She, she makes their, sure they get well, you know, mentally and spiritually as well. Uh, she really cares for her patients. 
she she herself used to be a, uh, a combat medic, uh, but she she retired from that life, and so she's she's been doing her great work here uh, out in the waste. So uh, let me let me ring her up. Uh, and you said you were reporters, researchers. I suppose I, I succeeded my deception check. So uh, yeah, you don't need another check. You sort of have your your choice here. We'll go with the researchers angle, and I'm also interested in asking her why they're so out far out from town. Uh, She says, you know, I'm not sure myself. I think St. Maria might know that. It might just be a matter of where they have the building available. Uh, I'm not 100% sure myself. Do you commute here from the town or do you live on the premise? Uh, I commute from the town. A few of us uh, have like a carpool uh, that we take in the morning and in the evening. I envision this carpool has like guns sticking out the side, just like on the watch for Zerg. Yeah, it's just a better, it's safer that way. There aren't many Zerg incursions, but it does happen. She buzzes. Uh, St. Maria, if you're available, we have some uh, visiting researchers who are very curious about your techniques. I would probably be more able to carry off the the journalist perspective just from like my actual skill set, but it makes more sense to be medical researchers based on what I said. Sure. After a few moments from the door uh, comes uh, St. Maria. She's sort of the chief doctor here. Uh, she's in a sort of a very old style, like lab coat. It is a lab coat, uh, but you recognize it's got like a Confederate insignia on it. Uh, it's not in good shape, though. It's clearly been worn for a long time. It's not an up-to-date uniform. Uh, she's an older uh, Hispanic woman, probably in her 60s. Uh, so kind of like gray hair. Now, is it mad scientist? Gray? No, it is not mad scientist. It is like, but it's not in a uh, like ponytail either. It's just kind of straight back. Uh, she says... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you're visiting research. You're interested in our specialized techniques. Please, come, come, come in. Uh, she invites you in uh, to the clinic proper, and you can see there's, like, rows of beds set up. If you sort of imagine, like, a classic, like, World War I uh, kind of uh, medical center kind of thing, there's a bunch of uh, guys up on beds, some with, like, their legs are uh, all in cast. There's, like, a guy who's missing an arm. Uh, there's just, like, some guy coughing. Is this all from Zerg attacks? Oh, that's that's some of it. Some of it's from Zerg attacks. Some of it's uh, other wounds. Uh, it's, you know, it's rough out there. These these men need a lot of healing. Are they all men? Uh, this happens to be, yes, all men. And you also notice, let me rephrase that. Uh, at least one of the guys, as you're like walking by, he's like, hey, sugar, you got anything for me? Until uh, like the group of you. What? Make cool checks. Can I just... No. Can I give him a glaring coercion type of check? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Make cool checks. No. I refuse. <laughs> uh, make an average coercion check. You get a blue die because he's, you know, stuck in a medical table and you're a walking capable person. Yeah, I'm happy to give him a look of what do you... My coercion's not actually very high. But it's high enough to get me a success in four advantages. Success in four advantages? What do you say to him? Or you just glare? I think I look at him and maybe I growl a little. Seems like, Lily wins a staring contest every episode. Yeah. He kind of, he's kind of freaked out about that. He's like, ugh. You know, maybe. Uh, he's like, he's not sure what to do with himself. Uh, like, St. Maria goes over to him like, there, there. Why don't you just take a nice easy rest? And he's like, well, uh. I feel like, and, and she like takes his arm and snaps it, and he screams in pain and agony. 
Like, she just broke his arm? Uh, you know what? Make an average medical check. Success with threat? She just broke his arm. And Lily, you're free, of course, to make the same check. I think Imogen actually says out loud, she just broke his arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she turns back to you and is like, as I said, sometimes some of these wounds are from other things. Uh, <laughs> but it's important to send the appropriate form of reinforcement. I have an advantage and a failure, so I probably don't know what she did. It's effective, whatever she's doing. Yeah. Uh, the guy's screaming, but he's not bothering you anymore. Oh, he's not bothering Imogen. I'd take her myself, but she's younger. <laughs> uh, now, did you have any specific questions about our, our special techniques here? Hi. Come on, why don't we why don't we come back to my office? Some more questions than I thought I had. <laughs> the guy he's like still whimpering, he's like, oh god! Why? Place was called Our Lady of Perpetual Agony. <laughs> you mean like maybe they came in once and they're still here? <laughs> they're the same patients forever? Misery. I don't know about her technique, but Maybe she's trying to cure their lecherous ways. Maybe she's just nuts. Now, what kind of research are you two involved in? Actually, Vespain gas. Vespain gas? That's interesting. We heard that your clinic is uh, innovative in its techniques, and that it consumes a bunch of gas. And so we were wondering if you were incorporating that somehow into your works, or if it's just to power your facility. Uh, she looks at you curiously for a second. She's like, well... As you, as you know, as a, a fellow researcher, that Vespain is used in any number of power devices, including uh, a basic auto-suture equipment. She, like, points over, there's like, an old, like, mech suit. Kind of looks like a Marine's suit, but it's not quite the same overlay. And it's, like, standing up against the wall. No one's in it. It's, like, clearly retired, old. Uh, but it has this little armament to it. It's like, you know, it's, it's used as a... Auto sutures, of course, require Vespain gas to be powered so you can quickly stitch wounds, uh, even at a short distance. So we use some of that technology here. Uh, now, the accuracy isn't perfect. So sometimes uh, you suture things you don't mean to suture, you miss, you have to suture again and again, but that's that's just the nature of uh, healing. Now, I really, what we really strive is the correct behaviors here as well. We want to make sure these... These folks, you know, that they've suffered so much that, that we just need to help put them back together. And sometimes you have to break a few bones in the process. Now, did they suffer so much before they got here or just after? Kind of sounds like you're making a social check here. <laughs> I agree. This place is weirding me out. Is this charm or is this coercion at this point? Or I mean, I'd love to make it coercion but I don't really see how to... I, I think this is still charm at this point. Also, do you want to coerce the lady who breaks people's arms? No, like, I... I, I mean, I'll back you up. <laughs> I'm also the lady that breaks people's arms. I think Imogen is more... Incredulous is not the right... I would go with the word baffled. <laughs> yeah. So I'll roll a charm check. Okay. What is the difficulty? Uh, this is average. Failure with one advantage. Uh, what did you ask? She said they'd been through a lot of trauma or something like yes. that. Yes. And the question was... They were suffering. Uh, oh, yes. Was that before they got here or after? Uh, well, the treatment does take a while to be effective. But it's you know, we've had some successes. We've had a few 
a few of the the nice young men here have been you know been able to be fully well again and uh, return to town. Uh, some of them unfortunately have not uh, have not made it. It is uh, very unfortunate. She's just kind of not evasive, but she just like doesn't really answer your question. You also notice so her lab coat has Confederate insignia as well as the like uh, suit with this medical equipment in the background that clearly has Confederate insignia as well. Is the suit the only like major piece of tech we've seen? That's the most advanced piece of tech you've seen here. There's a lot of other like miscellaneous medical equipment uh, around here, I would say. How'd you get this device? Was this left over from your time in the service or is this a recent acquisition? Oh, that is that is from my time. I was uh, I was Confederate combat medic for many years. Until, uh, unfortunately, uh, Command made the decision that it was cheaper to train new Marines than to extend their, their lives out in the field. I don't know if that's still true today, but they decided it was best course of action was to pull the medics from the front line back into uh, clinics similar to this one, I would say, at least in layout. How long have you been running this place? Oh, just a few years now, of course. There was after they terraformed the planet, it's, I thought, uh, you know, maybe I could find a building out there that used to be a clinic or was big enough to be a clinic, somewhere out in the waste where I can, you know, do good work. And, uh, these people need the help. A little bit of isolation helps them, I find. They were in town, there's too many other distractions. They might want to go drinking to excess or gambling or any number of other uh, absurd things. It's just not healthy for them. How do you get your patients? Do they submit themselves or...? I would like another charm check. Are you looking for anything, Lily, while you're in here? Um, I guess I can kind of look around a little. I kind of like to just, I mean, mostly what in any other situation, if I don't have anything else to do, I just kind of stand guard. And that's all right. If there's a threat or noise or something, I guess I could just be generally surveying. Okay. But I'm mostly looking for threats first and foremost. I got you. Give me a hard... Perception check. Three purples, then. Uh, Imogen? I had success with two threats. So where do your patients come from? Yeah. Like, do they submit themselves, or...? Uh, she says, well, uh, most of them are submitted by the Dominion. They're, you know, recent immigrants from uh, New Folsom. New Folsom? New Folsom. You can make a knowledge Terran check, average. What about you, Lily? One success. You actually see... Maybe I might have to put something into perception. I seem to do a lot of it. Maybe. (laughs) Way down the hallway, out the window, way out there, actually. Another, like, I don't know, quarter mile up the way. You you just happen to catch a puff of green gas come from further out of the pipeline. Okay. And you just had a success? Yeah, just one success. Yep. You just happen to catch notice of that. And you didn't see any puffs. The pipeline is actually pretty sturdy, so that's a little unusual. Oh, right, because that was more of, like, refinery stuff. Yes, the refinery puffs all the time. Ah. All right, Imogen. I had success. New Folsom is a prison planet run by the Dominion. Anyone they don't like could be a prisoner at New Folsom. Oh, of course. I should have guessed that. I mean, there's a Johnny Cash song about Folsom Prison. Well, there you go. That's probably what it's named after. <laughs> so when she says there are recent immigrants from New Folsom... They're definitely prisoners or ex-prisoners. All right. Uh, there's been a recent influx or something you can ask her about for the spike. Yeah, that's why I was asking about when she got the suit and the technology and stuff like that. Have you got 
a bunch of new prisoners recently. Sorry. <laughs> a bunch of new patients. Yes. I haven't filled the check yet, so yeah. I, I think I let that slip. She says, oh, 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 no. In fact, uh, just a month ago, we were fully treated a, uh, one of our fellows. He had some most dangerous uh, tendencies, but I believe he's, uh, he's, he's, he's stable enough now. I don't know if he went back to town or I think he said he was going on a crusade in the wastes. Yeah, that definitely sounds like he was better. <laughs> but I think we did everything we could for him, so we, we discharged him. All right. Imogen's not aware of the stuff that Lily observed. No, so. I figured we'd, I'd tell you about it when we were done rather than bring it up in the... Imogen continues asking questions, trying to like figure out like why this place is using more power now because that's what she thinks is going on. But right. Like right. They don't have more patients now than before. They haven't gotten in any new equipment. I mean, do you bring up like, oh, is your Vespine bill gone up by a lot? Or well, originally I thought she was using Vespine as like part of her treatments and stuff. As far as you can tell, she's only using that in a very standard uh, fashion. Right. 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 I guess in a this is probably a deception check because of the roundabout way that I'll ask it. But it sounds like she chose this facility because it was a bombed out remains from before, but it was the right layout she wanted. And so I ask just about like the operating costs for the place. And like, if the Dominion is sending you the patients and they're not sending you extra patients, like they're just paying you a flat rate per patient. And can you afford that with like the power okay. bills and like, no, I, I like that. You can take a blue dye. Uh, and this will be just average, but I'll upgrade one of them to red. I have failure, so she realizes that I am talking around something, but I have three advantages. Okay, so you're talking around the operating costs. She kind of looks at you. She's like, if this is about a late payment, I assure you we can, we'll work around it. If you can just, if you can get the Dominion to send us more patients, it'd be very easy for us to make that payment. On, uh, on our gas bill, I know it was very large. Uh, so she thinks you're not actually a researcher. You're clearly some kind of inspector, a collector. She's closer than most people. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm sure we can work something out, right? Okay, okay, I can work with that. The manner of the arrangement we can work out depends on whether you think you're going to keep consuming such large amounts of power. What you got going on here that you need all this gas for anyway? You were doing so well up till this recent spike. You were paying your bills on time and everything. And she's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really a utilities expert. I'm a, I was a combat medic and now I'm a, you know, I run a, a important clinic. Truth be told, I don't know what happened to the Vespain. Uh, do you want to check the... The meter? Maybe check the meter. Maybe something's wrong with the meter. Do you need a check on me to tell if she's feigning innocence here or... Uh, if you want to make such a check... You feel she might be being duplicitous. You can do that. Okay. This will be your vigilance. Two purples and a black. Because you know what? She is just a friendly, grandmothery character who seems trustworthy. I have a complete wash. I am not sure, but she is saying that we can... It is awful convenient. She just doesn't know about it. But she is letting us look around. Check the meter, maybe. Then you turn around, bang. Get whacked in the head. <laughs> I trust that Lily would prevent someone from just knocking me out. Hopefully. Um, You'd think I have like one job. <laughs> well, okay. I, have, I have three now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, you gotta make ends meet somehow, right? It's a tough economy out there. I tell her 
that, oh yes, we will certainly look around, check the meter, and let the people who need to know, know about her situation. Yeah, if we can just get some more patience, we can let our, our process of healing continue. With that, like you hear that her like scream come from one of the Marines. She says, excuse me, I have to go deal with this patient. Uh, she steps out, it's a different guy. He's just like raving though, he doesn't. Okay. He might be having a bad flashback or something. Out there, I saw a puff of green gas. Ah. I don't know if they've got a leak. What? Well, I think we've got license to check out the area, so let's go take a look. I mean, I'm okay if we don't. Still like to get a paycheck from fraud. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm okay if we don't have a license to check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys pop outside. The receptionist... Uh, when she shows you where the gas meter is, she's like, yep, feel free to check any of the, the pipes outside. I had no idea we were overdue on our gas bill. Really sorry about that. Uh, yeah, if you want to, like, try to assess where a leak might be, or, like, is the meter running crazy, what do you want to do? Given that Lily has observed pumping gas, I don't think the meter is at fault, so I would rather just go to wherever Lily saw. Yeah, it's just, like, a couple hundred meters further west. Okay. I'm assuming this is just kind of outside the middle of nowhere. A little bit. So, okay, shotgun ready. Is this still in their compound, or...? Compound is a strong word. Do they have a fence around their building, or their building is just like right out? The building is pretty much right out. I mean, I did see some creep on the way over here, so I'm going to be vigilant. That was just Imogen threw up on the way. That was just ranch dressing. <laughs> okay, so... That's not terribly far, but yeah, I think it makes sense to have guns in hand just in case anything jumps out at us. Okay, uh, in that case, you head that way and give me average perception checks. One advantage. One little old advantage. One success. For one advantage, uh, you notice more creep a little bit to the north. I mean, the whole clinic was filled with creeps. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And Zerg creep. Like, that means, like, Zerg nest of some kind is around, not just random roving Zerg. So that's bad news. Uh, Imogen, you have a success. Yeah, this place definitely smells uh, like Vespane gas, and there is sort of, like, a tap point of some kind here. Like, maybe the pipe has been repaired here or something. So does this pipe look the same as the pipe coming into the building, or does this seem like somebody's, you know, got a tube set up and is siphoning things off? How about an average mechanics check? Success. This looks like someone has set up their own tap on the pipe. This is sort of where the pipeline ends, so it's like an easy place to tap into. But the puff was because there were, they didn't tap it very well? Yeah, it's, it's not a perfect seal, and every now and then a little green puff will pop out. So where is it going? It, it looks like someone like can connect in here and like fill up a barrel or something. Ah. They can get gas here. I see. But this is the end of the pipeline. Somebody has made a gas station. Yes. And the people in the clinic did not notice this. Apparently not. Or they're lying about it. Are there any tracks or anything around this thing besides us? Give me a survival check, actually. Two purples. Two successes, one threat. Yes. You notice two distinct types of tracks. Uh, you see zergling tracks. Uh, those are kind of distinctive. It's like a... Large dog with a lot more claws uh, in action. They get this close. Apparently, you... Let me put it this way. You see some zergling tracks 
And then you see scorch marks on the ground right behind him. And you see, it looks like extremely large boot prints. Like maybe someone in like a marine combat suit or something like that. And do they come up to this tap? Like where they would siphon enough gas, all of them or what? The, the boot prints and the, some of those Zergling prints definitely come right up to the tap point. How much Vespine gas does it take to do something useful? Depends what you want to do. If you are awesome like Ted and you want to build some kind of bomb, it doesn't take that much. Depends how much you know what you're doing. If you just want to set some things on fire, that doesn't take a lot. If you want to power like a Goliath walker, that takes significantly more. If you want to power any kind of like flying vessel that can just float there, like a banshee or something, that takes significantly more. If you want to build your own factory, that takes a lot. Well, like, because the bartender had been like, oh, if you can get me some that no one will know about, that would be worth something. And so I'm wondering, like, would that have to be like a barrel's worth? Probably a barrel's worth is the minimum amount that's useful to someone who wants to, like, do something like some any amount of serious production. Okay. Does it look like the Zerglings were, like, walking or running or scuffle? Like You're not sure. You're able to tell. It looked like there was multiple of them. Right. But you, you can't tell that from, from the check that you made. Okay, so can I make a check to see if I know anything about Zergs and Vespane gas? Like, if they have any... Yes, that sounds like an average knowledge Zerg check. So two purples. Okay. Like, if they have a thing or they... I don't know, it's valuable, but Zerglings are like baby Zergs, right? Uh, or am I making that up because they're called Zerglings? We'll, we'll see how you do on your check. Okay, good point, good point. One failure. Zerglings are baby Zergs. <laughs> Maybe you don't know. You know that Vespane is really valuable. Maybe it's valuable to Zerg. Maybe they get high on it like anyone else. You don't know. I point to the tracks. I'm going to tell Im- Imogen about them. There's Zergling tracks there, and some boot prints. Looks like uh, one of the marine suits, and see those scorch marks there. I do not succeed my knowledge Zerg check, and I have two threats here. So do you want to tell me fake things, or do you want me to feel even more stressed that there's Zerg on the loose right here? I think at this point you feel even more stressed. You guys are out in the open waste right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, the clinic's right there, but they're not heavily armed. Can I make a survival check to try to, like, analyze the footprints and see, like, were these things here together? Sure, sure. The Zergs and the Marines? Yes, I will say that is two purples and a black, just because you're trying to piece together something specific. I have success with two advantages. Your powers together as far as seeing all the tracks and then doing a little bit of, like, CSI work. It looks like there was a fight of some kind. And from your understanding, it looks like whatever this marine guy was probably won against these Zerglings. Your best assessment is a marine, or whatever the boot person was, was standing here. The Zerglings rapidly approached. There was some sort of scuffle back and forth. And the Zerglings hightailed it out of there. Can we follow the marine tracks somewhere? Yes, you can. Those are heading north a little ways. We need to find out who this person is. Because if we just shut off the leak here, he could just turn it back on. Is this being gas flammable? Aye. Didn't we ask that question last week? Probably. Ted, Ted didn't want us to use it to blow up that other refinery, but, you know. We eventually made him see the light of the explosion. But what do Marines shoot? Like, their scorch marks, isn't that like... That how is there not a 
fire, an explosion all the way down the pipe or something. You can make a knowledge Terran check average to try to piece together this puzzle. Because maybe this is just the way Lily's mind works. Seems dangerous to shoot near... I mean, Zerglings are dangerous, but how did that not just all catch up? Uh, three successes, three threats. You are familiar with a combat utility called a fire bat, which is a form of like heavy infantry that's like you take a marine combat suit, you add a bunch more armor, and marines carry like Gauss rifles, sort of like piercing rounds to like punch through Zerg hides or other marines. Fire bats carry enormous twin flame engines, uh, and they just roast things at short range. Uh, so that's that seems like that would be even worse. Like the Vespine catches fire and it goes all the way down the pipe. Potentially, that is the case. Or even just a little bit on the edges of this thing. Yeah, you may or may not have known some fire bats in your time. Yeah, they definitely have bad reputations in the military. I mean, I would do it. <laughs> But, I mean, maybe Lily doesn't think about it too hard. Uh, yeah, you don't know. But yeah, that's the scorch marks, the size of the boot print is a little bit bigger mm -hmm. than a standard marine as well. That all adds up. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to come out in the middle of whatever and fill up from a tap in the middle of Zergling territory, yeah, it would probably be armored. I think the question is whether or not the doctor knows about it. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but you guys were following these tracks, is that correct? That's what Imogen wanted to do. I, I should say, that's what Imogen starts to do. Okay. Okay. Then I will follow gun ready. Cool. Uh, give me an average vigilance check. One success. It's a wash. With a success, uh, you can actually hear a clanking just over a ridge and some scratching of, like, claws of some kind. It's a ghost zergling. <laughs> Joseph Marley of zerglings. Zergling of Christmas past. Jennifer's first thought was, oh, I should stealth. Imogen's first thought is, I charge ahead. Awesome. I like it. Because it sounds like we might have found the metal guy, and he might be being attacked by a zergling right now. And we are charging ahead. Well, you know, I ain't afraid of no zergling. Or at least that's what I have to tell myself. If you run, I run. <laughs> I run, because if he is being attacked by a Zergling, and we defeat the Zergling, then we might get some answers. That is true. For all my talk of it being safer to be in fraud. <laughs> you guys crest over the hill. Uh, you do see this fire bat in this, like, hulking suit, and he is roasting. There's fire coming out all in front of him, and these Zerglings are actually trying to get away, and he has chased them down. You see the husk of one Zergling that's been roasted uh, nearby. And I should say, you get over the ridge, and then you're on creep. Uh, the purple, sticky, gooey stuff uh, as well. It's gross, and this fire bat is currently roasting uh, a couple Zerglings right in front of you. Other than being gross, what is the effect of being in For humans, for Terrans, it counts as bad footing. It is slower to move through. So... Double maneuvers to do anything? Double maneuvers to do any kind of movement action, yes. So, Lily is fine. Lily is fine. She's swift. She's probably run through creep before. Probably. Although it looks like he's got it covered, so I don't know what we need to do. Uh, there are... He's up... It looks like there's two little packs of Zerglings, and... You know, you might, you might just have it covered. You're not sure. Zerglings are dangerous. I mean, one does not normally fight Zerg alone. That's not a good time. 
Well, you can't when you've got a fire bat and you can fill it up on Vespine gas whenever you want. Maybe you can just come out and it does help fight zerglings. I, you know what? I'm reckless, but I also have no reason to run into this thing. So I think I'm going to stop and grab Imogen because <laughs> Imogen is running into this thing. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know what we need to be doing here. Uh, so do you just want to watch? Do you want to lay back? Basically, I want to look at Imogen and find out what her play is. So you, like, snatch the back of my... Got her scruff. <laughs> back of my jacket here. Well, probably I just stop and turn around. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. Faster than me. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, can't... Ah, what are we doing? Earning some goodwill. We still need answers. All right. Then I'm going to run forward. <laughs> Okay, in that case, I will need Vigilance checks. No difficulty, because this is just to set your place in the combat rounds. I just got three advantages. Okay, so 0 0.3. Imogen? 1.1. Okay, so up first, one of these Zergling groups is going. Um, what's the range issue? What's the range? You guys are at long range at the moment. Oh, gosh. It's going to take a while to, to get through. Uh, these Zerglings decide that they finally have an advantageous point. They're on creep, so they're actually a much more dangerous than they normally would be. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a... If you have to engage Zerg, you'd love to do it off creep. But, you know, you are where you are right now. Yep. So one of these Zergs is going after uh, this firebat. These Zerglings, they turn around, they try to get the flank on him, uh, and they swarm him. So they get right up in his face, and they make their check. Are they a thing that fights from engaged? Yes, they are only engaged. So they are going to roll their attack, and they're actually pretty tough. So you see them scraping up against this guy's armor, but they're having a real hard time punching through. But they are starting to like just get on top of him. Mm -hmm. uh, that is what you see. Next up, we have one player slot. What's the terrain like other than covered in creep? Like, are there trees? Are there rocks? There are certainly no trees. The creep has a tendency to cover everything. And it kind of, it follows the terrain, but trees do not survive on creep. They die if there's anything. You're sort of uh, downsloping uh, as you move towards these enemies. There, there's a cliff coming up uh, down at like the bottom of this ravine. The firebat is sort of getting pushed up against this wall here. So... We are coming down the side of a ravine? You're, yeah, you're coming down the side of a ravine, and then it, at the bottom, very quickly rises up in a cliff. Is there anything that could be done to take advantage of that slope for moving faster than the creep would normally allow? Like, some sort of physical check that could be made to consume an action. I like this idea. I'm open to some kind of, like, athletics where you try to, like, Rather than just run down, jump down as much as you can so you're just not touching the creep as much. Yeah. I feel like that's an average athletics check. Okay. I would love to make an athletics check. <laughs> well, and you can move regular speed through creep. Yeah. So are you going then, Imogen? Or Lily, did you want to go first? Yeah. I mean, unless there's something in particular Imogen was going to do, I'm just trying to close the gap so I could get close enough for my shotgun. Okay, so it takes two maneuvers to go close from long to medium. That's just the, the basic. Uh, it would be four uh, if you don't have any special swiftness here, but you do. So you can spend 
essentially you can take your regular maneuver and you can take your action as a maneuver to just close that distance to medium if you wish. Or can I... since you have the sidearm now, does your sidearm have medium range? It's not. No, it's not any more range. It was just more of like something happened to my shotgun than I had another weapon. Mm-hmm. And then another weapon. <laughs> then maybe I might just like weapons and machinery. You know, that's a good hobby to have in StarCraft Universe. Yeah, as a soldier. Okay. So yeah, but if there's nothing I can do to get myself there faster, then I will just charge ahead. Yeah, not really. I mean, it's you can mitigate the effect of the creep, but... But I'm already doing that. Yeah. Then I'm just going to charge ahead. Okay. Up next is another Zergling. They continue to swarm uh, around this fire vat, and they will attempt to attack in the other swarm. Uh, they... I'm going to blue die for working together. Uh, these guys, however, they are chomping at the bit to get at him. One of them, like, jumps up on this guy's, like, his actual flamer. But while it's trying to claw at his flamer, it activates the flames. And one of them just gets roasted immediately. Take this back to Joe's. He can serve it up. Maybe. No, it's it's not good. Yeah, it's a real, real bad time. So one of them gets... Uh, gets flamed quite a bit. It's just roasted right there. Uh, next up, we have a player turn. I am going to use a story point for my adding to my athletics check here. Ah, okay. This is average athletics. So what will be the effect of this? If you do this as your action and you take a maneuver, you'll be able to keep up with Lily this turn. Just an advantage, no success. Uh, well, you could spend the advantage to you know heal some of the strain from just taking an extra maneuver so you have like three maneuvers worth of progress if you wanted. Oh, if you will allow that. I I will deign to allow it. Okay. So in one more maneuver, I will be in medium range. Yes. Now it is the Firebat's turn. He's kind of slow moving and turning. The whole suit is really heavy, but that's just kind of his style. He unleashes on one of these Zergling boards. These are on him? Some of them are literally on him, yes. Is he shooting the ones that are engaged with him? Yep. He most certainly is. Because that's harder. Uh, sorry, it's not a ranged attack, I should say. It's, it is it is a melee attack. Oh, okay. I didn't understand that. I, I realized I said shoot, uh, but it is it only works at engaged. It's a melee-based attack. How many GM points do I have? We'll make this slightly more difficult for him. We'll see how it goes here. Okay. That's pretty dang good. What get? What do you get? Uh, yeah, he roasts another Zergling. Uh, one of them just gets totally, totally burnt up. So each group is now lost a Zergling. There's sort of only two Zerglings left in each group. He just continues to roast that, and, and as he does, you hear him sort of uh, shout, and his voice is not modulated, but muffled. He's like, Zerg, they plump when you cook them. They plump when you cook them? Is that what he said? They plump when you cook them. I don't know about this guy's brain. Yeah, might be something wrong with it, you know. Back to the top, we have another Zerg. Lily is medium range. One of them doesn't like getting roasted. They're gonna spend two maneuvers to get to you, so we'll suffer some additional strain. Uh, and they will take a bite out of Lily. This is where I'm glad I took Toughland. They do five damage. They succeed. They get up at you and start clawing uh, at you. There's two of them in this little group. Okay, I have Thoka four. So I take, you said five, so I take one? Is yep, that... net one. Okay. So not too bad, actually. That isn't too bad at all. It sounded like it was going to be really bad. Yeah, they, they did okay. 
uh, is a player turn. I don't know if Lily, you'd like to go. I have something I would like to do. Okay. And you can tell me what you think about this. Okay. I have my trick shot. Oh. I'd like to shoot the Zerg off Lily. Okay. So I'm not saying I will shoot the Zerg to damage it, but my goal is if I succeed that it's no longer engaged with her. What is the mechanics of your trick shot? I'm not that familiar with it. It's, you have to spend a maneuver to aim. You get two black dice added to it, but for me it's just the one. So it's consuming a maneuver and it's consuming an action. Right. And it lets you accomplish something that is not damaged, but is situationally useful. So it is short range. I'll spend a story point to, to make it a red die for possibly shooting your friend. Okay. I mean, it's not nice to shoot your friends, but I might do it. <laughs> I mean, are you guys friends or still just like work friends? <laughs> well, you know, she has a goal and it wasn't to shoot me, probably. I'm going to spend a second maneuver. So I'm going to take a strain. Aim properly. To aim properly. I succeed with two threats. Okay. You succeed with two threats. So I think I would actually like to spend those two threats. They're going to give Lily a black die. This is a little surprising. But you do successfully shoot the Zergling off. It is disengaged from her. Uh, and now at like short range to her, essentially. And it's turned its attention to you, Imogen. Uh, it makes some kind of weird... Chirp is not quite the right noise. But almost uh, like that. Some kind of high-pitched sound. And the other Zergling pair also gives up on the fire bat that they can't seem to scratch through. And it comes your way, uh, Imogen. They burn a little strain. They get in your face, and they start the biting. You are hit for six damage. Ouch! What does a Zergling do? They have bites, and they have claws. So this one has managed to get like a good bite on one of your legs. Okay. They're like large dogs, but they have really... They have, relatively speaking, thick hides. Now that you're up close, they're sort of like... Horns, but like almost tusks coming out of their mouth region. Okay. Uh, we have another player turn. Okay, so now if I shoot at these guys, I have a chance of shooting Imogen, because I'm shooting a shotgun. If you shoot the ones that are like attacking Imogen, yes, you will have a, a risk of shooting Imogen. If you shoot the ones that disengage from you, no, you'll be fine. I'll do that. Can I? But I can do a maneuver too? Yes, so you can aim, you can move. That's why I shot it off of you, so that it wouldn't cost you a maneuver to get away from it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just, at this point, I'll just shoot it. How close are we to each other? Uh, you guys are short range, so you're probably within like 10 feet of each other. Okay, because I'd like to make my way to Imogen. I don't want her to be by herself over there, but let me deal with this guy first. Okay. I'm not really far away from you. We're essentially within the same room, size-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of worried about two Zerglings biting you. But I will start with this one that I can shoot now. So I can do the aim. Doing the aim gives you a blue die, and that costs you a maneuver. And then your action can be to shoot them. They're short range, uh, so it's an easy check. Uh, it's one purple. They don't have any defense or anything, so that's your only, uh, that's your only uh, negative die. Okay. And you get to make your ranged heavy because you're using the shotgun. And then, okay, so then I got a purple and I have a black for the surprise. Yes, because you were startled. One success, two advantages. I mean, I was surprised, but <laughs> I have a few things I'm good at, and this is one of them. What is the damage on your weapon? 
Uh, I think it's eight, actually. Yeah, it's eight. You're right. It has, I'm guessing, qualities. Which those is are, last... yeah, those are things you can activate uh, with advantages. Blast means you can also damage things nearby. Right. Okay. Applies to other minions in the same group. Oh, it, okay. That's good to know. So I can apply, because I have two advantages, I can do something else? You can apply the blast quality. So like your shotgun, it comes out in like this big cone. Right. So you hit the first Zergling, you do the full damage to him, and some carries over, and the blast will affect the other Zergling in that group. Yeah, I mean, it's shotgun. Yeah, let's do this blast then. Okay, so you do... Does one. It say blast, or is there blast in a number? Blast five. Okay, so the blast... Does a base damage of five plus your number of successes. Oh, okay, so that's six. That's good to know. Do I look like somebody who does math? You've heard of it. I mean, I've heard of math. So you just blast one Zergling to bits, and the one next to him is barely standing. Okay. It is still up. He's lost. Like, one of his tusks is just totally gone. He's going to have a real bad time. Oh, is there some sort of military thing for, like, announcing that you were a friend? To, I mean, obviously, we're not Zerglings, but for, like, friendly fire or... You if, know what? Make an easy knowledge Terran check. I mean, we're obviously here, but I could announce us and, like, our Same intent. Side. Might be good. Same side! <laughs> yeah. Two advantages, two failures. <laughs> nope! <laughs> uh, you're not sure. You're not even sure this guy can hear through the suit, <laughs> or if he's paying attention anyway. Okay. Uh, two advantages. You can cover some strain uh, if you like, though. Now it's Firebat turn. Well, those Zerglings are not attached to anyone, so he'll roast those rather than, you know, potentially roast Imogen. That's awfully generous of him. Uh, so he lumbers over there, burns some strain in the process to get over there, because <laughs> he is not swift. But he succeeds. He roasts this Zergling entirely. He finishes. He, he steals the kill, I'm sorry. He is a kill stealer. I think he's a crusader. Possibly. Go with our Templars from the last. Yeah. He's just practicing for the Hydralisk games. That's right, the Hydralisk games. We are back to the top. It is another Zerg. Uh, this one is going to come after you again, Imogen. So, here's a question. Yes. Should I make like a fear check or something? Ooh, that's probably a good idea. Because I've never actually fought Zerg before, and now there's one latched to me. Yeah, let's do that on your turn. Okay. That's, that's a good point. We should have done that. I mean, I haven't had a turn yet since it happened, so. That is true. I hope this isn't how you get the Zerg virus. This one is, like, clawing at you, but it can't quite get a purchase on you. But it does manage to, like, knock your gun out of your hand. Oh, gosh. And your gun kind of falls into the creep a uh, short distance away. Oh, slimy. Yeah, that's going to get real gross real quick. Uh, we are at a player turn. Who wants to go? There's two player slots right now, so. What do you want to do, Imogen? You're the one under attack. I don't necessarily want to take my turn right now, but I want to roll my fear check. I'd like to know how I feel about a Zerg attached to my leg. Uh, yes. I feel like that's a hard... Like, that's an eminent threat to one's life. Okay. And this is a group of Zerglings. I have failed the fear check. So I am definitely not going. There is a Zerg attached to my leg, and I lost my gun, and... You're, you're freaking out a little bit. This is... This isn't just some Zerg in the distance. You're in a truck. This is your on creep. Zerg nest. He's bit you. So, Lily, feel free to go. Next time, maybe we should just get some... What is it? DDT? Just put that... <laughs> okay, then... 
What's the situation with how many Zerglings are left? There are two uh, still snapping at Imogen. Okay, so they're both attacking Imogen. They're like on her leg. They're She's engaged with them. Am I close enough that I could do a maneuver and like do some sort of melee to try to like get them off of her or hit them with my gun or... Yeah, you could definitely take a maneuver to get to engage with them. Yeah, because I'm partially worried about them biting her, but I'm also kind of worried about this firebat guy who seems to be just, like, flamethrowing everywhere. Yeah, he's a little bit cavalier. You can make a melee check or a brawl check. Okay. If you want to use your shotgun, that's melee. I'll give you plus one damage, but you take a black die because it's not a, it's not designed to be used that way. Is there anything I can do to, like, throw them? You want to, like, grab them and... Or maybe like hit it like a bat with my gun, something that just like to try to get him off. Maybe like an athletics check? Yeah, like an athletics check would do that. Yeah, I mean, kick or what, whatever. I mean, I can do damage, but right now I'm just kind of, I'm more interested in getting them away to, from Imogen because I'm pretty sure the sky's going to flame whatever's in the area. Hey, there's a good chance that. There's a good chance that. Okay, I think this is a hard athletics check, though. It's sort of opposed by their own brawn. Okay. So three purple athletics, and this consumes your action. Okay. I wonder if I should use a point for this. How are we doing on story points? You got all the story points. Then why don't I go ahead and do that, see if we can get this thing off of her. Two successes. Okay. Each of us have managed to knock Zerglings off the other. You <laughs> managed to get over there, you get your gun in the way, managed to smack him off a little bit, don't do any actual damage. Uh, you don't damage your gun, too, which was a definite risk. Yay. I didn't think that through. <laughs> yeah, these two Zerglings are definitely snapping at you, but it is now Imogen's turn. Yeah, can I kind of point it towards the firebat guy, since he's all flamey? Uh, you throw them in that direction. Okay. Uh, but you don't have advantages to, like, throw them at him, say. Okay, next time maybe I'll get a bat and we'll just, I'll hit the Zerglings at him and he can just flame them in the air. Uh, Imogen, what do you do? Lily's right next to me. Lily is right next to you. I draw Lily's pistol. Ah, good call. I didn't think about that. I was thinking about if something happens to my shotgun, I didn't think about how if something happens to your gun, <laughs> it's just an extra weapon. Thank you for uh, carrying these extra weapons around for me. I also like, have a knife if you drop this one. <laughs> she like, you know, crashes into me, like levering them off with her gun and I'm like fumbling at her holster and I pull her pistol out and I shoot at them. Do you have quick draw or something that'll let no, you get it'll it faster? Take a maneuver to do it. Okay, but, uh, but they're close enough. Yeah, they're a short range. So yeah, I, sh I shoot at them with her gun. Take a shot. You have a black die from failing the fear check. Yep. Uh, but other than that, it's one purple. You said we have plenty of story points. You got two more story points. Yeah, I'll go ahead and use one. It's failure with triumph. Failure with triumph, eh? So. Let's see. I could be shooting at them such that they back up further away and like right into the flamethrower guy. Yeah, I mean the flamethrower guy is going to get to go next, and he's gonna he's gonna roast him. So I don't want to like wait, waste your triumph on that. But it's not a waste if it shows that like we are tactically working together with him. Okay, yeah, that's true. You. So I'm forcing them back into his flames. Narratively, you're driving them back into his flames. Literally, as he's setting up a, you uh, you get the perfect flank. I'll give you an upgrade on like a social check with this guy. I think is what I'll do. Yeah. Because this combat is about to end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you managed to drive them back a little bit. They don't get a turn yet. The firebat gets a turn. He's going to roast them. 
He's got to aim even. Oh, yeah. He didn't have to move now, so that's good news for him. See? See, I hope. Yeah, yeah, that's good. He roasts one of them. One of them is still standing. Uh, we are back to the top. It is its turn. What does this creature do? All by myself. I mean, it's going to go after the firebat. It is a not an intelligent creature. But now the Terrans are swarming. Yeah, now the Terrans are swarming. That's the worst. Like the cockroaches of the galaxy. Right? There's no killing them. They can eat anything. Yeah, this guy scratches furiously at the firebat. After a fashion, like he, he's connecting, but he's just not getting through. But he is scraping that armor as hard as he can. Uh, we get to one of your turns. What do you do? Are they still short range? Yes, because he had to move up to do this. Okay. I am still shooting at them. Okay, right, because you're kind of panicked. Yeah. This guy's wearing armor. Yeah, uh, I'll take the red die because they're engaged with an ally. Yep, and your black die from your fear. But in my mind, this is all just like unload the clip at them. And I have three successes. What's the damage on your gun? Yeah, it's a light one, so it's five. That's eight damage. Eight damage. It is still barely standing. Uh, Lily, it is your turn. Well, she's shooting, so I don't know if I want to step into her line of fire, but... I mean, you, you also have an angle on it from where you are. Yeah, I'll shoot it. All right, same thing. It is a red die because it's engaged with an ally. So it's a one because it's short range, upgraded because there's an ally engaged with the enemy. Two, well, I don't really know this guy that well. Two successes, three advantages. Okay, you, you blast it off in a heap. And in fact, three advantages, that is enough to crit, right? I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing left of this Zergling. Right, so there's like Zergling dust. Yes, uh, you see this, this fire bat, like you've killed a Zergling. It's sort of like cockroach up on its back. Its legs are all up. You know it's dead. Mm-hmm. Kill stealer. He goes over there. He roasts it clean. I'm, you're not sure if it's absolutely sure that it's dead or he's just got a fixation. Or... Yeah, I mean, I don't know about him. I'm going to keep looking around for more Zerglings. Yes. He can be fixated on flaming the wind now, wasting all that gas. <laughs> yeah, he's uh we're grilling and kill it. And then he's uh I'm gonna flip you over, make sure you're done on the other side, and he does like flip over one of the Zerglings. He's talking to it? A little bit. He's maybe talking to himself. You're not hundred percent sure. Uh yes, you take them all out. Uh the firebat kinda turns to you two and he's kinda he's got his flames out. They're only like little flames right now, just the uh was it the pilot flames. Are you daft, man? Much thanks. Probably wasn't in any danger, but always appreciate a, a helping hand. What are you doing out here? Purifying the land. Purifying the soul. Oh, you were a patient. I was, but I've seen my purpose in life. And I've heard, I've been listening to the, the ground and I know the dangers are coming. Now I gotta stop it. Uh, you guys can make cool or discipline checks to recover strain because it's at the end of the combat. I mean, he sounds crazy, but on the other hand, <laughs> that is, they are into the ground. <laughs> He's not wrong. Imogen is excessively strained. Not like I'm about to pass out, but I'm definitely over half my strain. And at this point, I, I kind of like realize I have your gun <laughs> and not mine. <laughs> and I sort of uh, pass it back over to you and look around and like delicately like pull mine up out of the goo. Yeah, it's like the goose sticks to it a little bit. 
It's just real gross. And like the creep, it's not just goo, it's almost itself like alive a little bit. So do I need to do something to make the gun work again? No, the gun works. Like you, you, you want to test it? Well, I don't want to touch any more goo than I have to. Right. Uh, if you make an easy mechanics check. I mean, you're going to want to shower. <laughs> All I have is an advantage and failure. I mean, it looks okay, other than it's kind of gross looking. Can he like burn the goo off of it with his flamethrower? So you ask him like, uh, can you like, burn this is like, I can purify anything. He will make it. You might unload it first. What is that? <laughs> yeah, he says, I can purify anything. Uh, Lily, you can make a average mechanics. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? You, you have a lot of experience with weapons, so it can be a blue dye. Shotguns to pistols and knives. Oh my. Mechanics. Because I just have regular... I'm not very smart and I just have a regular... You, you have average human intelligence. Yeah, that's true. So don't don't beat yourself up. One advantage and one failure. Okay. I mean, it seems like it'll work. I mean, it'll definitely clear off the creep. 100%. That <laughs> part will be successful. Uh, so you give him your pistol to purify? Yeah. Okay. I would like you to roll a resilience check for your pistol. I don't know, let's say three greens versus three purples. Complete and utter wash. Okay. Your pistol survives, but it has taken a level of damage. As you roast the thing, like you're going to let it cool for a little bit, but there's like a, an annoying clicking noise that it makes now. <laughs> black sometimes ashes come out. Yes, black dye until it's fixed. And fixing it requires like a quarter of the cost of materials, I think. Mm -hmm. And a successful check. And a successful mechanics check, yes. But we know a guy who can work on vultures. Maybe he can do something with a gun. Possibly. Uh, yes, so your firebat friend, question mark? Uh, let's see, no, Lily, you already made the check. You know a bit about firebats. Almost entirely, they fall into two categories. Mm -hmm. One, resocialized criminals, like many people in the military. Or two, pyromaniacs. People who just really love fire. This guy, you think, is in the latter category. Oh, so I was thinking fire bat was the type of armor he was wearing. No, that is the type of armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the people who use that armor, they sort of specialize in it, typically. Okay, but I, I don't know. This guy maybe wasn't a specialist. He just showed up in the armor. You're not sure? He seemed to know what he was doing with the flames, and it's easy to... But he, he does have this purifying thing, so sure. That, like, that kind of language... You've heard from firebats before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, you suspect, like, the gas leaks into the suit and, like, drives them a little bit batty. I kind of think he That's why they're called firebats. <laughs> I mean, if this is the, a patient, he was probably like that when he got here. Yeah, there's a good chance of that, too. So what do you guys do? He's roasting his earlings, enjoying a good time. He roasts your gun for you. I say quietly to Lily, I think I have enough information to write my report now. All right. He kind of finishes, like, roasting these zerglings here. He's like, I really appreciate the help. I I may need a little bit more help. I don't know if you can, if it might be too much to ask. What are you thinking? There's a zerg presence here. You can see the creep everywhere. I think I think they're coming for the clinic. They know that it's it's purifying the land. They won't have it. I want to blow them up from underground. Make sure they can't get there. You want to blow up some sort of underground nest? Not just a nest. It's a... They're coming to attack, I'm sure. I've been 
trying to arm myself, but I'm only, I'm only one man. Have you been stockpiling the gas, or only taking what you're using right away? That sounds like a charm check of some kind. It's a little leadership, actually. Against his discipline? Yeah. Three purples. But didn't you get some sort of bonus to social for something yeah. earlier? You did. You have one free upgrade. We have success with four threats. Okay. I need you to do something with those threats that is not just me taking strain. <laughs> you passing out and him rescuing you? No, I won't pass out, but I'll be real close. Yeah, yeah, okay. He says, I've sort of been siphoning Vespain in order to build a bomb. That's how I'm going to, I'm going to collapse the tunnel in on itself so the Zerg can't get through. If we see them on the surface, we can stop them, but on the underground. So then what's the help you need from us? Well... I just need some help to finish the bomb a little bit and get it in place. You need more gas, or you need someone who knows how to build bombs? Uh, more of both is always good. I think I have enough gas now. Actually, with this discussion going on, Imogen's actually, like, the way he said that, I'm like, holy crap, there could be ones underground, like, right below us right now. So I'm going to use my, uh... Sense? I'm going to attempt to use my sense. Okay. I mean, we don't have to be standing in the creep for this, do we? No, not necessarily. You have one more story point, by the way. I have success with two threats. Shocking. Okay. You actually can detect... Uh, does that tell you to say how many is it you get to detect, or just that there are? Sense living creatures. Yes. You can detect a, I don't know, maybe five to six creatures, actually exclusive of you guys, below you. All right, I'm going to immediately follow that with a fear check. Okay. I think that's a red and a purple. Like, that's not an eminent threat. It's not in your face. Uh, but that's something you didn't know Zerg could do. Failure with two advantages. I think Imogen loses it a little bit. And it's like... Do you jump up in Lily's arms? No. I actually I started shooting the ground. I'm like, they're under us right now. <laughs> uh, how do you react to this, Lily? I, I mean, I'll look down. There's ground there. Are we on the creep or not? He's burned out the creep here. So this ground is actually, I mean, it's scorched. Okay. Uh, but it's not creepy. Well, I'll look down. I'll put my gun and I'll say where. Yeah, make a survival check. I will say a red and two purples. Because I'm not afraid to shoot the ground either. <laughs> I mean, if Imogen says there's some there, one success. Okay. You actually can detect the, the ground here. It does look like something has, like, maybe burrowed into it mm. and then, like, replaced the dirt on top of itself. And you see several creatures of various sizes. Looks like there are several small ones for a Zergling, and there's maybe a, one that's a little bit larger, some sort of bigger Zerg, maybe Hydralis, maybe something else, that has literally burrowed into the ground Okay. Uh, underneath your feet. You can make a average knowledge Zerg check at this point. So two purples. One success, one threat. This is a thing that you've heard Zerg can do, that they can burrow under the ground. Typically what happens is like they just wait there until the opportune time to pop back up, and then they they strike. Unless you have advanced like sensor equipment, you're usually not able to like confirm their exact location. But if you do have that equipment, then you might be able to like line up your shots to actually take them out a little bit. I mean, I'll shoot the ground then. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, you don't have the equipment, though. You can tell they burrowed here, but it actually... Uh, but I don't know how far down they are or whatever. You don't know how far down. Could it hurt anything to shoot it? I'll do it. No, not really. It's It looks a little weird to 
your fire vet friend. He's going to make a cool check, actually. This is a little alarming. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to get him, but, I mean, if something happens, then that might be one. Yeah, you guys blast the ground for a little bit, uh, and you kind of, like, exhaust yourselves. You, you didn't run out of ammo or anything. Yeah, I was thinking a couple of shots to see if there's any movement, but if there's not, then... Yeah, the fire bat, he, like, watches you for it. He's like, yeah, I tried that already. Uh, they're down too deep. We gotta... He, like, points to the cliffside. He's like, but if we go in their nest a little bit, we set off this bomb. And he pulls, like, the thing right off his back. He's got the bomb with him? He's got the bomb with him, yes. He's a little bit kooky. I think we can, we can take him out. We just need to... They swarm me too much every time. I've tried it once before. We can just keep them busy for a little bit. We can set this bomb. We don't need to take out all the Zerg with bullets. Just enough to keep them busy while we set this. But if they tunnel down, then they can tunnel up. Collapsing the tunnel, can't they just dig out? Hopefully we collapse the tunnel on top of them. Because they're going to come out to us. To crush them? Is that what he's thinking? Yeah. Oh, okay. And not all Zerg can tunnel. He had implied that he needed more help mechanically with the bomb. He says that would help. It's not as powerful as you'd like it to be. Okay. Or maybe someone who's faster at setting a bomb. So I'd like, I guess like a negotiation check or something. That sounds good. What's his negotiation? Two purples. Do you have something for me to upgrade? You have one story point. I'll use it. Yes, and the GM has regained control of the story. <laughs> I'll enjoy it because I have failure with threat. Oh, now, what were you trying to negotiate for? What I was trying to say was... We, Lily and Imogen, do not have the know-how to help with any sort of bomb-type thing. And it's daft for the three of us to go up against a colony of Zerg. But we know people who we might be able to convince to help if he can hold off on his ludicrous plan for as long as it would take for us to gather those resources. Right. Uh, But your negotiation fails... Yes, with threat. He insists that literally the threat is imminent. And like, we need to put together this like in the next hour or two or something. He's like, I won't let that clinic be taken out. You don't understand, Dave. It's not just like some Zerglings. They got a newer kind of Zerg. Or the, what do people call them? Banelings. They explode. Bad time. Real bad time. What now? Banelings. You have not heard of these before. No, there's exploding Zergs now. Yeah, it's real bad. They suicide themselves. This is like Diablo. (laughs) Oh, Blizzard. (laughs) One shared universe. Little demons that run up to you and blow up. That is exactly what they are. They're planning to use them to crack the side or foundation of the clinic and then swarm in. There could be somebody in the clinic right now that has some knowledge of how to do this stuff. That's a possibility. Yeah, that's a good idea. There's a variety of patients in there. I mean, the medic may even have a little bit of knowledge about something. She could. That's a good point. Have you talked to the to the clinic about the problem directly, since it threatens them? Uh, I hadn't really thought about that, no. Okay. I think we're going to start there. That's a good idea. Okay. I think we can call it there for the night. As he introduces himself as Sam Aran, uh, Firebat Crusader. Uh, you ready to Go back to the clinic, which is right there, not far away. See if they can help out with this. Help out with their own defense, yes. Yeah, you know, they have a, a, an interest in this. The receptionist is like, well, actually, <laughs> I used to be a nuclear physicist. 
I can do you one better. Wait, so she's just like Ted? You know, she, I used to be a researcher. Now I'm a fraud investigator. Yeah. Now I'm a receptionist. All right. Just leave me because I'll melt everything. Yeah. <laughs> do you have an appointment? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, do the Zerglings have an appointment? Yeah, sorry, are you guys on the schedule? <laughs> oh, yeah, 10 o'clock Zerg attack. Oh, all right then. Carry on. <laughs> all right, you guys can take 15 experience. Excellent. Interacting with raiders, you know, successfully working at the refinery or flubbing at the refinery. We still haven't talked to the magistrate. <laughs> We're just going to, like, make a courtesy call on our way out. So I will say, like, he doesn't have any useful information at all. He's the most useless guy. He's supposed to be like, oh, go talk to the refinery. <laughs> That's all he was going to tell you. We'll be like, what else? Yeah. So you, you skipped the most useless NPC. So that, that's actually very good. We're good at our jobs. <laughs> You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.